Hey guys, this is Andrew. This is Jack. This is Ryan. And this is Chris. And this is the only podcast that matters. Welcome back, everyone. This is the uh, long-anticipated NutraCast, even if I'm the only one who was anticipating this show. Yeah, pretty much was. Probably yeah. was. Yeah, exactly. Should we, should we start this off with a disclaimer saying that we are not doctors? Yeah, and, uh, we don't have anything any... Anything we talk about should really be discussed with your primary care physician. Yeah, or any kind of expert. We're not licensed or certified in anything. We're just four guys having a discussion about... The closest thing we come to health is the fact that my wife is a nurse. That's about it. Yeah, that's our yeah. only... That's our only connection to <laughs> anything much. official. And on top of that, immediately before this show, I had two hot dogs smothered in chili and cheese. <laughs> yeah. So who else do you want advice on how to avoid a coronary? If you're going to listen Brian. to anyone, listen to me. Yeah, please. <laughs> Seriously, people. Please. A beer and two hot dogs. If you want to be healthy. I didn't have beer. That was. I thought that was a beer. No. no that was green tea. That was green tea. No, that forgive me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Fooled you. The, the next worst thing, <laughs> I'm sure. Mm, corn. Yeah. Man, if beer had antioxidants, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, let me tell you. Right, let me tell go. you. This is entire cast three or two. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> it may be. We'll see. Yeah. How, we'll see what direction this show takes. Um, so, just out of curiosity, everybody kind of has their. Mm, I don't know if you call it. Let's uh, let's say uh, nutritional kryptonite. Like, what is it you you guys feel like you just can't get enough of? That's bad for you. Like for me, I definitely say sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Along that's those pretty lines. much the standard. It, I think. Really, you think? Well, some people like salty. Mm-hmm. Some people eat salty foods. Some people eat fatty foods. Fried no, foods like and like yeah. fried food. Yeah, fried food no, and it, gummies in any form. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I think it just depends on how depressed I am. Really? Yeah. You okay. feed your emotions. Yes. You're oh, one yes. of those. I'm one of them people. I'm you said we want cheese. Yeah. Yes. yes. I want popcorn. I'm eating my feelings. <laughs> my two, my two yeah. pounds popcorn. of popcorn. Popcorn is the most healthy thing you eat. <laughs> yeah. Really? Are you yeah. kidding? Hey, Andrew, are, are you done with that book? Uh, individually wrapped cheese slices for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I'm on the uh, third chapter, and I've bought another box. So fuck yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just checking. Gross. Your progress on that. <laughs> yeah, I'd easily be sugar and caffeine. What about you, Jack? Uh, probably Oreos are my vice. Oreos, yeah. Reese's, yeah. Chocolate and peanut butter is the best combination ever. Oh. It really is. <laughs> it really, yeah. Reese's pieces are... What are Reese's you, a woman? Anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a woman? Wait, what? And fried And, and it's too. always that time of the month. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. <laughs> so, overall, um, I mean, there's plenty to be <laughs> open for debate with regard to health and wellness and nutrition and all that good stuff. And we're just kind of speaking from our own experiences and and information we've gotten just life in general yeah exactly i mean i i personally enjoy reading whether it's it's health or food related stuff i'm a, I've, I've said many times before i'm a big fan of men's health magazine they also have a podcast as well not as good as ours but what <laughs> what is in the world really right um i love jillian michael's podcast as well and her books are great so i'm definitely uh, going to be regurgitating a bit of knowledge from some of those and, and different things that have been talked about. Um, I, I just enjoy finding out about it. My whole personal approach to, let's say, uh, um, maybe journey more than approach when it comes to being conscious of, of health or wellness kind of ties into when I moved to California. As I've also said oh, before, I know this is going to be a six-hour story, all right? <laughs> it's when I, when I moved to California and I was first uh, living on my own about six years ago, in the first six months, I put on 25 pounds just because it was easy to make, like, as Andrew can attest to, it's easy to make macaroni and cheese, for one, when you're the only one eating, and uh, stuff like, well, tacos aren't that bad, depending if you're if you're smart about them. Mm. Depending but on where you get them. You kind of have healthy tacos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if you're making them yourself, you can kind of be smart about that. Or like hot dogs, things like that. That was 
quick and easy to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you kind of get locked into a habit of that. And then when I noticed that's, I was starting to put problem. on weight. Yeah. Well, the, the, in so much the fact that Veronica and I aren't home at the same time, so we don't eat big meals or have dinner because either she's working or I'm working or we're late. Or right. You're not that. usually cooking for two. So, you're cooking for one. Exactly. So, so it's reach oh, for nuke something night, easy. Nuke night. You know, yeah. throw whatever the hell it is into the you know processed chicken into the microwave and have <laughs> yeah, time. exactly. It's easy because you you kind of don't really think about it. And something, especially being on your own for the first time, which you, the two of you are as well, and for the last time, but yeah. <laughs> still, uh, it's something that you don't really think about as far as I don't think anybody really kind of it gets raised. At least anybody I know has been raised in their mother's kitchen, like let's say maybe our parents were, or maybe they knew how to cook and array of of dishes for dinner and well, all that cook. i don't know there are a lot of people yeah. that that that's i mean because if you want to say yeah, andrew can kitchen, cook definitely. i can cook I, oh i know I, you I, can my, my father was a baker i had to be in the kitchen because he had to do some kind of pastry or whatever maybe that's where my addiction to sugar comes from good but thing. um like I, I can i can cook if it's just i'm lazy and no one else is there why am i going to cook this delicious piece of ham or whatever for myself because you lead it all yourself. <laughs> We've seen you down many a swine all right? <laughs> on your own. What what better reason than well, no one else is here. More for me. Somebody's no, got to eat you it. Are, but but that's my. No, I, I do appreciate that. Well, it's no, almost it, a waste it's, of money when it comes to it like that. It's like again, why am I going to cook myself a whole fucking oven roaster? When well, it's just me. Yeah, if your yeah. wife's going to get home at 11 o'clock, chances are she's not going to eat a big meal. Yeah. Unless you're going to have she's leftovers. Have a she'll drink a carafe of coffee and exactly. go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Knowing her. Fast forward to the tail end of my two-year California adventure and uh, just had a lot of uh, relatives um, in my extended family who were getting ill and different types of cancers were popping up and some instances of diabetes and things like that. And it's something having kind of lost the weight which i joined a gym and started working the trainer and lost the weight and also adjusted my eating habits as well overall my health was just something that i decided to finally put some emphasis on and looking at what was already genetically part of me through my family i thought all right i really should make a concerted effort to just overall be healthier and be smarter about what i'm eating because those things do have effects on you long term and Genetics are there, whether we like it or not. So that's true. If you can influence them in any way, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to be smarter about it. And it's it's tough in the moment to kind of bridge that gap. I mean, like my father had quadruple bypass surgery ten years ago, so Mm -hmm. heart disease is in my family. But whenever I'm eating, you know, a greasy cheeseburger in the moment, I'm never like, oh shit, I really shouldn't be eating this. Yeah, like when it's on a day to day basis, it's really hard to think about that. You know, especially with a busy life mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just everything's so easy to, to get now. And oh, now more than ever. And the stuff that tastes good and the stuff that's the most horrible for you. And it, it definitely does take a toll, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. You know what's so... I mean, you can develop an addiction to certain things, to, to food, whether it's psychological or... Oh, it's psychological. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's completely psychological. I can spe- yeah. Yeah, but even like well. substances, whether it's sugar, caffeine, you can develop a physical addiction to it as well. Like, oh, totally. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. Withdrawal symptoms or what have you. Yeah, I you gave know. up drinking soda in uh, senior year of high school, which is something Andrew and his wife probably don't remember because they shared glasses with me at the time. But at one point, I just stopped drinking soda altogether just because I thought, well, this isn't healthy for me i don't know what inspired me to do it but there was a good period of maybe four years when i could think of one time when i had 
soda because I was at the movies. My friend bought me one, and we were mm. seeing Munich, which was like eight days long. And I was like, well, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to need something. Yeah, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to need something. So yeah. sipping on this giant like vat Tub. of Coke. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was a small. It is yeah, like one, a once in a while, half. I see you have like a Mountain Dew if we go out. Like once yeah. in a great while. But, you but know, that's it. That's, well, that stuff, in the case of soda... Something like everybody knows because it's 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 not just a buzzword. It's out there like high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. It's in everything. Yeah, and corn obviously in everything. Oh, well, corn overall, yeah, is in everything. But that I mean, it's just it's an artificial sweetener that, compared to sugar, is worse for you in as much as that goes through your liver. Yeah. Sugar gets metabolized by the cells in your body. Oh, did Where's, you see the uh, the commercials from the uh, the corn farmers of America that came out yes. after all this bashing, saying that it's not that bad for you? Like if you keep it in moderation, it's Everything still made from pure cane sugar. In moderation, well, of course. I mean, that's it's in like ninety percent of products of, of everything. Yeah. 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 How can it be in moderation when when it's in everything? Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem. Most people don't read. I don't think most people read ingredients labels and and things like that. But well, it's usually like the first or second ingredient in a lot of things. Oh, without a doubt. Next yeah, yeah. to water or <laughs> yeah, something yeah, of else. Course. <laughs> Whatever yeah. solid the food is made out of. In, in bread. Yeah. I mean, it's in, it's in loads of breads. It's mm-hmm. in anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. literally, everything is corn-based. It's just become such a giant crop in this country for a whole host of reasons that yeah. it's, it's just so omnipresent that's impossible to avoid it. But at least if you're kind of being conscious of it. And that's all, I mean, that's kind of my approach is just kind of know what you're eating. That's been the approach I've taken, whereas if I can't pronounce it, then frankly, I probably don't want to eat it because <laughs> who the hell knows what, what some of this stuff is in the first place. And that's why I've adopted a very kind of conscious diet for the majority of the time. It's not as if I don't, like some people use it to, um, the explanation of like zigzagging, like you zig most of the time, then you zag mm-hmm. sometime like that time when I, I will have a Mountain Dew or if we're at a yeah. restaurant, I'll get... A Coke or something. It's in the minority for sure. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, the majority of the time, I'm happy with drinking my organic Steez green tea. <laughs> mm, it's delicious. Which you guys love too. We do love the Steez here. Yeah. It's like at the gold only podcast. Now, you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you really can. And Manalapan is an hour away from me. Yeah. So it's middle town. It. So it's like, those are the only two places I can get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I-, I need to grab it for you. I need an intermediary. <laughs> You need me. Yeah, I need you. I start charging a fee. You heard it there, folks. I need Chris. (laughs) (laughs) And for beverages as well. Yes. (laughs) I only enjoy sodas with meals, honestly. I've tried to cut them out completely, too, and I only find if I go to a restaurant or maybe once every week or so, I'll have a soda with a meal, and that's fine. I can't drink soda by itself anymore. It's disgusting. You don't drink it like in the car? No, like not driving. at all. Can't I'm notorious that. for that. Mm. I always have a beverage in the car. It's definitely not disgusting. I, I take issue with that comment, Jack, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never hinder your <laughs> uh, progress there with drinking soda because it's for the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. drinking it less frequently. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Remember the good old days, Andrew, when we didn't care and we would just drink like 12 packs <laughs> of <your laughs> place? Ask the teachers for hall passes so we can go to the commons and It was get like soda. crack. When hey, I was Mr. in Swain, college, we're taking a test. Can yeah. I get the hall pass so I can go to the commons? Sure. Come we don't think like about sodas that. For everyone. Yeah. I used I mean, to sit on Facebook for like eight hours a day when it first came out. And I was in college, drinking <laughs> can after Straight can out of, of soda. Two liter. Not yeah. a fucking twenty ounce, a fucking two liter of Pepsi. Oh yeah. yeah, you used to do that at work all the time. He would all just get a two liter of soda yeah. and pound it in a day. Yeah. Well, that's conceivable. Yeah. I mean, when you look at like, for instance, I, I stopped in Wawa today, the convenience store, just to grab. Frankly, I was grabbing an iced tea and a yogurt. But that was, yeah. But everyone around me 
was buying, and I mean, so there the three people ahead of me in line, and I saw the the guy behind me, who obviously I was just able to overhear as I was uh, stepping away from the counter. Everybody ha- was getting cigarettes, and they all had coffee, except the guy behind me was getting cigarettes, had a large coffee, and had a large soda, which I saw the size of this this plastic instant uh, heart attack. Cup of, <laughs> no, do you, do you know how many ounces were in the soda? Forty four ounces. That's Holy a liter shit. and a third. Yeah, yeah. In a large convenience store soda, the largest one they have. I'm like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. On top of we, cigarettes and coffee. Totally. Yeah. Like so I was, you're just totally sped up. <laughs> yeah. I just felt unhealthy. <laughs> I felt unhealthy just being there. I mean, it, it sounds silly. Of course, that's another psychological thing. But mm. I was like, everybody here is just getting a fix of some sort. It was weird. I mean, I was going to be doing some running around, so I thought, all right, let me grab a, a yogurt, and I'd grab an honesty organic iced tea. Yeah, I love that, of course, too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, I just figured, all right, let me have these kind of handy in the car for if if I just want a sip of a beverage, and if I want a snack, I'll have the yogurt. So, otherwise, though, I just looked at it as, wow, man, everybody's kind of, I mean, everybody has their thing, and that's why I asked you guys what you felt kind of was your... It's pretty funny, because... Mm-hmm. Um, your kryptonite. My sister oh, yeah. drinks soda, like, how I used to drink soda, like, every waking moment she had a fucking can in her hand she has migraines constantly and she's hypoglycemic now yeah oh wonderful yeah see i mean that stuff has to so and she has like there is there is some she has some symptom there's an actual name and she's younger than you too right yeah she's four years younger than i am holy shit you know and she has all this and she went to the doctor there is a condition she has i don't remember what the name is um, and she has to stop drinking soda completely. And guess what? The first week not drinking soda, she doesn't have fucking migraines anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. like, I can't say anything because I have, like, a soda a day. I try to limit myself to a soda or, like, what Jack was saying, like, if we all go out, I'm having a soda. But I, I'm definitely not what I was in high school or what Ryan was talking no. about when he was in college. We were down in two liters, like, hey, guy, what's going on? Blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. it was pretty yeah. sick. You know, no, you we, can't. We were bad. Yeah. You know, and that's where I gained most of my weight yeah. when I was working for the food store, where we would just pop open two liters because they were damaged. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> How'd this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and just, I went from like 180 to 230 quickly. Yeah. Quickly. It's easy. When you're just downing empty calories like that. That's mm-hmm. why, same thing with any diet plan I read about, or, or get, especially now, this time of year. It's early January, oh, so yeah. everybody's gotten the get back in shape fix. Yeah. The first thing everybody says is cut out alcoholic beverages because think about all the empty calories you're consuming. I mean, if you, the lowest calorie beer you're going to find, I think, in a, in a bottle is like 100 calories. I think maybe there's some that hover around like 64 like a certain uh, name brands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you figure if, if you're talking about, let's say, average 100 calories a bottle, if you're out and you're having three, four beers, that's three, 400 calories you're having at night, no less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That... You're just spending, and, and that stuff adds. I forget, a pound is, I forget how many calories it adds up to. I think it's like 3,500 calories is a pound. Oh. So. Well, here, well, and then, and that's something interesting. Do you know what a calorie is? Calories, energy. It's a unit of energy. It's yeah. A, most people don't see that. Most people see a physical thing, like, you know, you cut a steak into like a little square, and oh, that's a calorie. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's a unit of heat, actually. Yeah. A calorie is how much, is a Whatever the degree is to heat water to boiling, that's the energy it is. That's a calorie. Right. That's what you're burning. It's not, you know, oh, I'm burning off this slice of chicken. You know, and people yeah. get it in their head that, you know, calorie counting is 
lessening your meals. It's you're using the wrong term. You have to use something a calorie that is like you were saying, not an empty calorie. You have to use a full calorie, like a potato, an actual potato. Yeah, something, yeah, something, like something your body can use something that gives you actual energy. Yeah, to, to, to create the sparks yeah. within your mitochondria and everything. Yeah, else. something like even yeah. fruit. Like fruit sustains your energy during the day because yeah, it has a little bit of sugar, but obviously it's not but refined it's real sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah. So you can snack on fruit during the day. And you'll keep some kind of momentum and your body will burn it off. Yeah, it has calories in it, whereas and, – and that's one of the things – I'm going to sound cheesy here. But one of the things I love about vegetables is because, hey, man, carrots, celery, spinach, tomatoes, eat them all you want. They're freebies because you don't tack on any calories. So that's mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. if you have a salad, you can get your 400 calories in just by loading up on dressing. Oh, yeah. And that's why salads are very deceptive because people think they're being healthy, but if you drown, it, drown in it in dressing, and yeah, yeah, exactly. croutons Crouton and cheese, and yeah, of course, bacon bits and what have you, you know. And depending on what's in the dressing too, it could be bad. I mean, most dressings and dips are and horrible. all that have yeah, yeah. high fructose corn syrup and all these sweeteners and and dyes. And a lot of those, even people don't admit it, but a lot of those light dressings, they really do taste terrible. Oh, like there's absolutely. a noticeable difference. Oh, yeah. A lot of them absolutely. just taste like shit. Actually, yeah, I mean, and I probably mean, aren't even all that much better for you. So there's a few fewer I, grams when, of fat. The, the, you know? the few times that I do eat a salad, I don't even like when we were go out to eat. They're like, "Oh, what do you want on it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't, you don't have dressing. can I have dressing on the side?" Yeah, I'm not going to eat it. So why don't you just tip it in the fucking yeah. kitchen? <laughs> oh gee, God I damn struck it. a nerve with Ryan. When <laughs> I hate it when helping. you do that. <laughs> well, then shut your fucking ears next time. <laughs> la, la, la. I want you to bring me out this salad dressing that I'm not going to eat at yeah, all. But I need to account for it on my table. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have it here right now. Will you forget? Like you don't like like olive oil or anything nope. like that? Really? Nope. Not See, olive oil is good because it's even it's healthy yeah, fat and it, it's something yeah, that's yeah, good it's for HDLs. you. If you get it drizzled with olive oil, that's or good. LDLs is H- no, it's HDL. That's HDL, yeah, yeah LDL is okay. bad. Yeah, yeah that's okay. your bad cholesterol. That's what I yeah, um, yeah, you don't want. No, that. I, I no, I'm not. I'll throw some you know grated cheese on top of it, and that's about it. Okay, I actually limited my croutons when I'm eating a salad. Well, yeah, that's not another a bowl yeah, of croutons. Yeah, yeah, nutritionally uh-huh. deficient uh, <laughs> stale bread. Yeah. If you ask Andrew what a salad is, it is in effect a bowl of croutons. Yeah, that's that's one of Andrew's dietary yeah. dietary stalwarts. That and rubber cheese. Oh. Speaking of corn, Andrew and I recently watched a documentary, King Corn, about the corn industry and how pretty much corn's in everything we eat. Everything and. I don't want to sound too political, but it almost, it's almost like the government propagates this because back in the – before the 70s, I believe what the, what the documentary said, land was farmed in a way that kept prices of food at a decent level so farmers could make a decent living. Meaning if you had three acres of land and there was an abundance of corn – the government would actually pay you to not use an acre of land. Right. They would subsidize you <laughs> exactly. so you can grow corn. So you can grow corn. Not only would that keep corn prices at a decent level, but it would also get, give you the money you need to survive. Ever, his name was Butts. Senator Butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it Earl Butts? I believe it was yep. Earl. I'm pretty sure it's B-U-T-Z, Earl Butts. B-U-T-Z. Butts. Yep. Come on. Laugh it up. That's the kind of person you want in charge of agriculture. Yeah. yeah. Butts. Yeah. <laughs> His whole thing was, I believe the quote was like, we need to make as much food as possible. So he changed the entire farming system so that these farms now, one family will control hundreds upon hundreds of acres. And they went to Iowa in this film. 
Um, yeah, as far as I know, I believe that's where the majority. That's where I could all be, the I corn could be is. wrong, but I, <laughs> I think that's where the majority of corn is. Yeah. One family does like all this land, like one whole, like more than a square mile of land will be one family, and there used to be like houses next to houses next to houses, and Over now there? it's not. No. It's always been that way, though, hasn't it? No, that's just it. No, that's what they're that's saying. been a recent thing in the last couple of decades. Yeah, since, since the 70s, that's when they started buying out land. And that's probably where, the, like, Masanto got its start. If you don't know who Masanto is. Well, they started with corn, didn't they? Uh, well, I believe so. I'm not 100% educated, and I don't want them to come in with some injunction and take the show down. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> they're a little lawsuit happy. Right. Um, but happy. I don't I don't know the, the entire I thought they collection started, of facts I th- about I thought Monsanto. they started with corn. But... You know, it used to be like, you know, oh, there's the Earls, you know, a block away with their acre of land or whatever. You know, now it's miles down the road. Oh, there's the Earls and we have their land anyway and we're farming their land. And we're just farming it. There's actually in the in the documentary, they have, you know, the giant silos, which are now which are elevators, actually. They're not called silos. And then they have just piles of corn everywhere because just that's loaded. the overabundance oh. of it. Yeah, well, I just believe waiting it. Waiting to be shipped off. And the other section, mm-hmm. too. They had this whole unused corn section. Yeah. This other whole building for it. Huh? And 60% of that is going to be some kind of byproduct. It's not going to be the corn that we eat with, you know, bird's eye corn. It's going to be high fructose corn syrup, or which they actually made. They made in the documentary, like the two guys, the two guys that started farming their own land. They made high fruit. They call. They up showed a like on in camera kitchen, how to do it they, yeah. in their yeah. kitchen. They called up a company and said, "What's the formula to make high fructose corn syrup?" It was like a little, like a tea, not even a teaspoon of sulfuric acid, blah blah. And this whole thing. sulfuric acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus. Well, <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Have, you have no soft. wonder. Now I want a Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you have to you have to soften the corn, and you have to do. It, there's a whole process. Watch the film. Yeah. And even the guys in the film would try to try the corn that was in the field. And it's unedible. It, it's disgusting. It is. It's like it's eating not, plastic. It, it's not good corn. The, yeah. Even the farmers that have been doing this for years say it's shit, it's shit corn. They won't eat their own corn. It's, it's operated like a factory, like mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. it's agribusiness. Cheap, it's, it's the cheapest form of the plant because it, there was obviously multiple strains yeah. that were genetically altered years ago to be able to GMOs, genetically modified organisms. Organ- yeah. To take up the fact that they're next to each other so closely, and produce the highest value, and yeah. it's like a dollar. I think in the f- film, mind you, the film was created in two thousand four. It okay. was like a dollar sixty four for a bushel of corn. Yeah, which can be turned into anything. anything. Yeah, anything, anything. Yeah, so it's pretty yeah. cheap. It's and, frightening. And it's, yeah, and exactly. The, and the farmers don't even get to choose. Like, no, I want this to go here, and this. No, it's just. Here's my bushels of corn. Do with it as you will. Now, from what I understand about this, I haven't seen the documentary, mm-hmm. but Earl Butts, his intention was not not to say he he was he knew long term how this was going to play no, out. No, he wanted, an but his his idea was to bring the cost of food down. Yes, for people. Yes, so to be able to the land che- of plenty. Yeah, to create yes. a cheap sweetener like our, our high fructose well, corn so, syrup. Not so much sweetener, but just in general. Well, I'm just using as an example. Like that's yes. a cheap. Sweetener to produce, which is why soda costs. You know, you can get a two-liter bottle of soda for less than you can a head of broccoli. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's cheaper to that's some shit. Create, yeah, exactly to create but that, crops of yeah, corn. That was his whole idea: is that we would be bountiful. You know, we'd have so much. Even if we were nutritionally deficient, well, he which, didn't think about if, that. He yeah, was he, the, he wouldn't. He thought on figure money wise. Yeah, you know, and it's not even like they they bought an well, they rented an acre of land. The equipment, the the fertilizer, obviously they bought and stuff like that from this one farmer. They the whole acre and they did it themselves. 
through the farm program, they got $14 deposit from the government, and then they get another $14 deposit at the end after the season's over. And then there's all these other kinds of grants and stuff that make up for the fact that they were actually under by $19 at the end of the season. Hmm. It cost them more to rent the stuff, grow the plant, blah, 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 by $19 than it did than what they got for their, their right than their profit yeah sure. exactly which, which happens to a lot of farmers who well which we'll is, get to that, that which was is why I say that it's kind of almost the government's fault for it's almost like welfare these farmers are just making the corn making the corn making the corn and even if they're under government's gonna pay me the rest of the money yeah I don't I can just sit here and just make my corn don't worry about a damn thing which which seems like the deck is stacked, unfortunately, in, in a case yeah, like that, where it's yeah. like, well, whatever, and it's taken care of. It's I almost like produce cheap ass corn, and nobody's exactly, going to care. Exactly, it's people are going like, to eat it. It's almost like I'd rather have people produce a product that's going to take a little bit of hard work to make, cost a little bit more for the consumer, which wouldn't be good at this time because everybody's economic. Well, everybody's blah, blah, looking blah. in the short term. Nobody's you know? looking at health long term. Yeah, but you'll have a better quality product, maybe. Taste better, possibly do better things for you in the like the fructose in the corn syrup nutritional else. sense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And will obviously cost more and give the farmer more money for the product instead of it being a dollar sixty four for a bushel. Hell, it might be five dollars. Yeah, that's going to turn around mm-hmm. and get sold for probably even more, and then turn into exactly. loads of things yep. that are going to be cheap to produce. And yeah, it's it's crazy. I should say actually, we we kind of divided up a couple of uh, documentaries to watch. Not that we thought we'd just bring you the vision of whatever was shown us in the documentary and that would be our only information but the idea was talking points pretty much as far as like all right here's what i saw here's what i think that whole idea so we picked out four documentaries that we were going to watch that were on uh, netflix and what i saw it was uh, they're also streaming for free on if you have amazon prime then you can watch them as well uh but yeah king corn that was one uh, you guys watched mm-hmm. Uh, Jack and I did. Oh, yeah. Jack right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Jack and Andrew watched it. Uh, Ryan and I watched one actually called uh, Forks Over Knives. That's correct. Which was, I mean, we we watched it separately. You got you yeah. two watched King Corn together. Yes. And um and another one which we'll get to in a moment. But Ryan and I watched Forks Over Knives separately. First of all, w- what did you think? Um. Well, it's I learned a lot. Um. In that film about how the perception that we've always had that we need protein and we need protein from meat is a complete and total lie, mm-hmm. essentially, and you can really subsist entirely on a vegetable, a vegetable diet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like agree. Like, everyone was always convinced that, you know, you need red meat and poultry for, for that course. protein to build your of muscles. Course. And same thing with milk for, you know, calcium and things like that to, you know, make a good, strong body. But it really is just not true. So um, there was a doctor in the film who basically treats his patients not with medicine, per se, but... Uh, by giving them a diet that is based entirely on a whole foods uh, plant-based right. system. Yeah, they, there's a doctor's office that these people went to where mm-hmm. the, the doctors take fruits and vegetables. Right. And uh, from his research, it proved to be very much true. Oh, yeah, a it was lot fascinating. Of, a lot of the patients that he uh, saw in the video. Yeah, there was the one guy, actually. I'm, I'm going to jump in here with a bit. I saw a guy named Joey Acoin who was mm-hmm. profiled in there. Um, and, and you two might find this interesting too, obviously being a, a rabid meat eater like Andrew is, um, this guy did eight weeks of, and, and now this, this doctor was very thorough to him and his wife do this, have this practice and they do very thorough preparation as far as they'll talk you through everything. They'll, they'll have you fill out like standard medical forms with what effects are you feeling and all that good stuff. But then they'll go shopping with you. 
They'll explain reading nutrition labels, ingredient labels, all that stuff, and then show you how to prepare the foods as well. Because most people don't know how to prepare, obviously, plant-based foods oh, uh, entirely or make boil the fuck out of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At which point you're killing all the exactly. nutrients anyway. Yeah. So it's but very much time, supervised. But also coming, yeah, yeah. But also coming with the recipes that that are good. Yeah. And it it takes some thinking to to kind of get that done too because otherwise you're sitting there eating raw vegetables you're just gonna yeah. it, most people aren't gonna get into that even if it has health no. benefits but this one guy joey Coyne, like i said um after eight weeks of study started out at 220 pounds he would drop down to 180 pounds after eight weeks 40 pounds in eight weeks yeah. and um he was taking at, at the time when he started this he was he had uh high blood pressure and diabetes he had pills he was taking for those overall nine pills he was taking and two shots a day he was well, taking for also for his yeah. diabetes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, he was also paying about $200 over insurance for his prescriptions. Yeah. Which obviously... Yeah. And that was per month, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. per month. Mm-hmm. On top of nine pills a day, two shots a day. I mean, immediately showed improvement with his diabetes and his blood pressure. His stuff dropped ridiculously. And the guy actually who put together the the documentary, uh, Lee Fulkerson, uh, he went on the diet himself, and, and he had results which showed by the end of the film. But it, I, what I thought was fascinating was with this documentary, they actually went to doctors who were instrumental in bringing a lot of these studies to America. And a lot of this went on. Like, there's a, a massive, like, study in China that was done yeah. for a while and all this. But, like, they, like they spoke to these. cancer rates in different parts of the country based on their diets. And yeah, exactly. Like that. A very big study. And that went on for decades. Yeah, the one doctor they profiled, Dr. Colin Campbell, uh, did a study with two groups of rats uh, they did uh, over twelve weeks a diet of twenty percent casein, which it's is an a animal di- protein. Yeah, it's an, it, yeah. well, it's a dairy protein. Uh, dairy protein, yeah. Protein found in dairy. Uh, they did two groups of rats: twenty percent casein in their diet and five percent in their diet. The twenty percent at the end of the twelve weeks it greatly enhanced the level of cancer tumor growth in their liver, and then the five percent showed almost no level of uh, enhancement in, in tumor growth at all. Yeah. So they and could the, basically just turn cancer on and off yeah. with that. So they thought. Yeah. And then they rotated it with every couple of weeks doing alternating between 20 and 5 for all the rats. Just going back and forth. And the numbers went up and down showing it's something that can be controlled with diet too. So it's not like once it's up, it's up and you're never getting rid of it. It was actually showing that, all right, if you kept this to a minimum, you can lower the rate and then shut this cancer creating mechanism off basically. So I mean that part was really really fascinating as that far was, as when you yeah, yeah when you, when you're looking at it from a perspective of, okay these guys actually study this stuff and yeah. if you're against animal studies or what have you it's like not as many people do human studies however <laughs> there was the other doctor they profiled Dr Caldwell Esselstein uh, he did a study with patients over five years eighteen patients mm-hmm. um, they'd all had one to two heart attacks and one to two angioplasties they were already in difficult uh, shape. And uh, he treated them with this plant-based diet. Most of them stuck with it overall. Um, Eleven halted all their issues, let's say, their health issues uh, with regard to, let's say, heart and blood pressure and all that stuff. Uh, four of them regressed. Uh, nothing specifically about the other uh, the remaining three. But all 18 survived 12 years of observation while doing this plant-based diet. These people already had one to two heart attacks, one oh, to really? two angioplasties. Yeah. yeah, so over the course of 12 years, they all survived just operating on a plant-based Whole Foods diet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you watch long-term effects like that, it is pretty fascinating where food actually ends up being your medicine. And the, the movie also uses a bunch of quotes, which I thought were really good, too, where it comes to using food as your medicine and not yeah. as, as, hypocrisy as an indulgence. Said that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it, it was really fascinating to watch. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of scientific studies about uh, the link between cancer rates and uh, animal protein with higher levels of animal protein. People who eat a lot of red meat and pork, things like that, had higher incidence of cancer. Yeah, exactly. People who didn't have a diet so fully loaded with that stuff. Yeah, and look at the numbers in America alone. I mean, heart disease and cancer are killing how many people a day? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I, th- I think it's something like 3,000 every day or something yeah. like that because they, they equate it to like basically a, a 9-11 happening every single day, mm-hmm. but one that not everybody notices because it's something that's not as... It's very widespread and yeah. not sensationalized, really. Yeah, which is just something that's that's part of the diet. I mean, I'm sure the one thing that I'm curious about is they don't really talk about the quality of it in as much as the quality of the meat or the quality of the dairy because, I mean, it's no secret that a lot of that could be hormone-laden and a lot of yeah. corn-fed cows and all that stuff. So who knows about the quality Sheep of stuff they're ingesting? meat that you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, is it's... the majority of the country anyway because I guarantee you, you know, it's obvious that most of the companies shop at a supermarket that gets their meat cheap. That... From what's essentially a factory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Not exactly. a farm. Yeah. Which plays into uh, the other documentary that I watched. But, I mean, overall, it, like I said, Forks Over Knives, really, really fascinating. Yeah. I have to say. And just, they even interview this one uh, UFC guy, Mac Danzig, who's like this muscular guy who's a straight up vegan. And he said, yeah, I know a, a lot of people assume vegans are like skinny, smelly hippies. Yeah. He's like, but, but if you look at this dude, like he's, he's muscular and he's yeah. fit. He's ripped. Yeah. And, you know, he's operating on a, on a plant based diet and he doesn't eat meat and he doesn't eat dairy and, he doesn't look like he's in bad shape at all. Yeah, I mean, no, the dude could kick all our asses simultaneously <laughs> looking at him. And uh, also the, the son of the one doctor, Rip Esselstein, who have any of you guys, uh, obviously Ryan has because he saw the doc, but have you guys heard of the Engine 2 diet? Do you know the about what? this? This No. Um, no? The what yeah, he's diet? a firefighter. The Engine 2 diet? Engine 2? Yeah. No. Okay. It's, it's this um, firehouse down in Texas, which I'd heard about it because they put out a book a couple of years ago, and I just knew there was a lot of positive uh, reaction to the book. But uh, these guys went for testing because also it's Texas where people are not known to have the best diet. Of course, they love their barbecue. They yeah, do. Yeah, serious about it. Yeah, barbecue is like a whole culture. It's a religion. There. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's a big part of it down there. It's a damn um, tasty one too. It is. Oh yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. no doubt. All the all the worst food for that's you. That's a religion. Is the best. Ryan can be part of. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if ever. Yeah. The, the the food that's worst for you is also the best tasting, which is the the funny part. But, uh, yeah, Engine 2, basically, uh, they have a a cookbook, and they have a, well, overall, I guess you call it a diet book, and there's a DVD also uh, that's included. But, like I said, the son of the one doctor, he had a plant-based diet, and all the guys, I mean, these are all firefighters, and the majority of the calls they get aren't as much for fires, but, like, where you need to respond to people in... Cardiac arrest. Uh, cardiac health. arrest, yeah. yeah. A lot of people that are in the middle of a heart attack. Yeah, yeah exactly, and you need to be physically capable also of taking care of these people. But, I mean, you see this dude whose name is Rip anyway, so it's yeah. pretty awesome. That, <laughs> Clue number one. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but he climbs the fire pole with all hands, no legs. Literally see the guy go from bottom to top on this fire pole, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, and well, as he's going up, he keeps grunting, real men eat plants. Over yeah, real men eat plants. Yeah. And it's ter- no, yeah, but I mean, look at yeah exactly. Yeah. If you could see Andrew's face. <laughs> yeah, Andrew's like, that's not true. But yeah, <laughs> you look at this guy who's like 50 who's yeah. in amazing shape, and he's been operating on this uh, on a vegetarian Holy diet shit. forever. And he had been yeah. uh, a swimmer before, right? He had been, I mean, yeah, when yeah. he was when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it was a fascinating look over uh, just health and well being overall. I mean, it, it kind of sells you on not. I don't mean it's in a bad way. We're like, oh, we're instantly buying into it, but mm. it kind of shows you like there are obvious benefits to being to eating more vegetables. I don't yeah. say necessarily being a vegetarian or vegan necessarily, but. 
like I said, if you're keeping moderation overall, you'll probably be okay. But mm-hmm. overall, it's when you just look at it, that, it's like, I, well, you can't argue with the facts over I, the years. According to Scott Pilgrim, when you become vegan, you get psychic powers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's right. You're the only one who didn't see that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not into that hipper than thou uh, kind of <laughs> filmmaking. No, thanks. Whatever. In the same way, I'm not into the vegan. Like, I'm a vegan. Yeah, exactly. I know they I've told that joke on air before. How do you know you're, you're in a room with a vegan? They'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will. No, not my thing. Ad nauseum. Yeah. But I mean, when you look at this, oh, at the end of the, I forgot, the, the director, the guy who put this together, uh, this guy, Lee. Uh, at the end of 13 weeks, his total cholesterol from doing this plant-based diet dropped from 241 to 154, and his bad cholesterol dropped from 157 to 80. Yeah, his LDL. So that's a huge drop. So I mean, I mean massive. massive. Yeah, the facts are there. You can't make that up. Yeah, know? I mean, then the fact he put himself through the the motions as well, as far as yeah. going through what the, the, some of the subjects were going through as well in this doc, it was yeah, it was a fascinating look. And the doctor met with a lot of these people what every two weeks for those five years, like the uh, oh yeah the people that were going Dr. through the study. Yeah. So yeah, he supervised it, and it, it's clear that the people went through this. Yeah, you know, and they felt the effects, and that's yeah. why they stuck with it for five years, and then eventually twelve years because they yeah. knew obviously it was benefiting them if they had no heart issues and their health was in good order. I mean. Like people say all the time, you can't really argue with results. And <laughs> when you look mm. at something like this, it's like, wow. I don't know. It's it's impressive. Now, moving on, the three of you watched a doc. Uh, well, the two of you together, Ryan, watched it separately. Uh, the next one, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Yes. Yes. Which is very, very good. Which it was pretty interesting. All right. Didn't you guys attempt something like this? No, uh, that was no. That I well, this is entirely different. That, yeah. yeah, this that, that was different. that was my fault. I had gotten what was essentially like a supplement. The super yeah, a super. It was something. a. It was a. I don't know. It wasn't meant for what we were trying to set out. Yeah, to do, unfortunately, really. you were trying to do something like this. What the what was the, yeah? In it the, was a documentary. So yeah, in this doc in this documentary, the. Um, so Ryan, you have it written down. What's his name? Uh, Joe Cross. Joe Cross yeah. was overweight. He had a skin condition in which uh, anything would irritate his skin and it would swell up like he got stung yeah. by bees. So he would have hives all over his all body. All over his body. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's he, had di- he was diabetic. How many pills did he take? Like a s- oh, there was maybe seven. A or slew nine. of them yeah, every day. He had a yeah. bunch of bottles And there of was, pills. was a lot of prednisone, so he was on steroids to treat this condition. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called uh, urticaria. Yeah, this this condition where you just basically spontaneously swell up the swell hives. up for no reason, mm-hmm. like, and it can happen. Like someone would shake his hand, and all of a sudden his hand would swell up because yeah. it was some germ that was on that guy's hand. Really? No, it was yeah, it was just spontaneous like that, yeah. and it was because you know. And he admits that he years uh, of got abuse. years of bodily abuse because he got into uh, he got out of I think university and went into stock trading mm-hmm. and made money. Like he he was successful. He made money, and with money came bitch, bitches and hoes and yeah. food and Sorry, money and food yeah. and exactly. all that. All he had a fast life he yeah. because he could do that. And, and he, had the and money he and the blew up. Like he, you can, you see pictures of him when he was younger, and you watched him balloon. Oh, yeah, he was athletic he when he was he younger. Was. He was and swimmer then, and everything else. Yeah, it just got to him. You know, he, he, I think he was like what was it like three something? He was like a size fifty five oh, yeah. waist. Well, really, yeah. pounds. He, he was big. Yeah. He was big. Um, at 41 years old when mm-hmm. this all started. With- so he, he went to his doctor. And obviously, like we said in the beginning of the movie, you really should go to your doctor before doing any of these diets talked about. And his doctor suggested doing a, a detox, which is a, what he did with juicing. 
and now we're not fucking not steroids. Not the juicing yeah. that you think. No, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actual juicing, like literally, yeah. like throwing a bunch of carrots and celery and everything else into a juicer, making a green drink, and having that and water for the rest of the... Uh, he went on for, what, 60 days? 60 days, days yeah. He set out yeah. from the beginning. He's not like, I'm going to do this for a few days and see how it goes. It's, he said, yeah, he I'm doing like, this for 60 to, days. First, yeah. like, I know it was billed as like, and that's why I suggested to you guys. I, I suggested all four docs to everybody, but I, I knew it was something where... He said he wanted to basically reclaim his health yeah. yes. and, and take charge of it instead yeah. of just treating his body like a garbage dump. Yeah. Yeah. Sense, so he traveled across America while he was doing this. Well, no, um, not at first. Not at first. first I mean, eventually he, he did. in New York. Yeah, he was and in he New admits, York. Yeah. He admits in mm-hmm. the first two weeks, because like, he took off. like he, he stopped from his job, at least as far as I know from what you see in the film. Yeah. For the first two weeks, first, excuse me, first two or three days, he said he didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah, he was, like he was miserable. That oh yeah, yeah. yeah miserable. The detox, like yeah, like, your, your body, body is, through hell, you is know? putting everything through. That and the fact that like you have to also think like with the detox, you're going to the bathroom a lot because oh, you're yeah. essentially yeah. flushing yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because you know? he listen, keep in mind he didn't eat anything. This no, is this pure is straight liquid yeah, diet. Liquid no, drink yeah. for sixty Food, like, days. His, he said, I think at the end of the doc he said his jaw hurt because like he bit into an apple. Yeah. At the end of the sixty days, he yeah. had an apple on it. Oh really? Oh right. well, well, yeah, hot yeah, air balloon. It's, it's, like, yeah. it's like any other muscle, I guess. If fatigue, exactly, yeah. you know. He's like, let's see if I remember how to do this or something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's about to bite some out of practice. Yeah, you know. But like for the first two three days, he said he didn't want to get out of bed. He was miserable. He hated it. Oh my god, why am I doing this? You know, shit like that. And then mm-hmm. after a while, he started getting used to it. It wasn't didn't taste that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually started going out in the street and like like carrying it with him, like an extra container, and handing it out to people, mm-hmm. saying, "You know, taste oh, so he was it. like interviewing people on yeah, the street, yeah, yeah. 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 While he was doing this, you know, mm-hmm. this is and he re- recorded every minute of it. And obviously, he edited it, but yeah. And he would have people try it and see if they wanted to to get into it. And he found somebody. He found one woman. Yeah, um, he ran into one woman who he, he convinced to do it uh, for Weeks, 10 days, I think. Yeah. I think. And um, like even after that short amount of time, she was she was doing it, and like her skin started clearing up, and she felt she better. felt better. She, she lost a little bit of weight, like maybe twenty pounds. Yeah, and she oh, wow. suffered for ten from, days though, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And she suffered from migraines, and then yeah. by the end of it, she said they were gone. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was it was clear that, but she didn't you know, cha- she didn't like completely change her diet or anything. Like no. obviously for the ten days she had to do the the juicing, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, she yeah, continued to, to do that as like a supplement, exactly. You know, but like not her entire diet, which yeah. is what I, I printed out some paperwork on this subject, mm-hmm. which is what they recommend. The whole sixty day thing that he did was is extreme. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. considering if he has this condition where he's taking yeah. loads of pills and all that, yes. that's and it's called yeah. a uh, a reboot. Yeah, that's yeah. What he calls it, and you can find it on his website if you watch the documentary. He goes to he's got the. He's got a website that gives you like the entire plan of what he did and how many, what he, you know, everything he did. And it is, it, it, it's an extreme form of juicing. Mm-hmm. Mostly, most of the time when you read juicing, it's a two week process, maybe three week. Right. Yeah. And, I know people have done like a week, 10 days, yeah, things like that. And most of the time it's like, listen, the first week's going to suck because you're going to be going to the bathroom all the time. You're, you're going to get bad breath. You're going to, you know, de- almost dehydrate sometimes because you got diarrhea because mm-hmm. you're pushing everything out. That's right. That's what the water's for. Yeah. You know, you're going to be hungry. You yeah, know? you're going to be, you're not you're gonna be hungry. Of course. No. Well, think about as far as when it comes to eating. When we get together plenty of times, we tend to socialize and go out and eat food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah, go yeah. to a restaurant, we'll sit and talk, and we have a good time, which I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the time we associate. Oh, he, he makes a lot of our, That's a yeah, lot of the problem. He, because, said, he said that too yeah. in the film. Yeah, He's the like, social he, he watched, he yeah, watched yeah. The, the guys who are videotaping him in the restaurant because he was talking to his mother the entire time too. Yeah. Um, and it, he watched the guys in the restaurant eating meals because, you know, 
whatever. They're they're not part of the experiment. Yeah, he is. True. Yeah, and he's in the car sipping away his juice. Mm-hmm. You know, waiting. Yeah, there's there's a social aspect yeah. of it, which I'm, I mean, everybody goes through. And yeah. there's so many times too after, like, and that was leading up to this this failed attempt at a cleanse we were going to do. Like Jack and Ryan and I are sitting in Applebee's one night. It was like I don't know eleven thirty or midnight. It was late. And we just kind of pigged out on appetizers, and we just kind of looked at each other like, like, "This is bad." We, yeah, we, we can't, can't do this. We can't anymore. keep doing yeah. this. Like, we got to stop. Like, we can't just eat crap late at night like this. Because after we're, we look at the menu, we're like, "I'm going to get mozzarella sticks and nachos and buffalo yeah. wings and all that." But then we eat it. And we're sitting there at the table, like what twenty minutes after the food got to the table, we're just like, and "We got meals too." Yes, yeah. like, we're like, "This what are we doing? sucks." Like we, you we're know, we can't just eat all this crap. Yeah. Yeah, so well, we that's why you this. get sleepy because yeah. your body wants to put you to sleep, so you can start processing all this crap you've just eaten. Yeah, that's why people always get sleepy after big meals. Thanksgiving, that's yeah, why everybody exactly. wants to go take a nap because just eating all this crap. So he meets this truck driver who happens to have the same skin condition that he does. Mm-hmm. He has the urticaria as well, and he, you know, Joe starts telling him about this cleanse that he's doing, and um, he uh, tries to convince him to start, you know, the, the 10 day one. Well, being a trucker, that's got to be a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Just eating at rest well, so stops. Yeah, he's like, I go from rest stop to rest stop and eat the greasiest thing at each one. And this and is he's sitting down how all it day got to me. He's 11 hours in a truck. No. Yeah. To the point yeah, that's got to be bad. Where the wheel, like, yeah, literally the inside you, of a truck. You know how big yeah. the wheel is. Yeah. It's like a car. His stomach like is butted up car. against the, yeah, the wheel of the truck. His stomach is touching the wheel of a semi. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how many people here have been in semis I have doing windshields. And it's it's a huge. Like, the room inside a semi is enormous. And him sitting in this chair, his stomach is touching the wheel. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's scary. Yeah. You know, he, he was big. So this guy decided so, to do it, too? Well, or well he, weeks and weeks later, Joe gets this... Heartbreaking call from Joe okay. is finished yeah. with his ninety days. Okay, so he gets this call from Phil, where Phil's like, "I just need help. Like, you know, you give me your number. I, I want to try to do this. Right? Like, I need your help." And he was like, sounded like he was almost on the verge of tears. He's like, "I can't do this anymore." Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was afraid for his future or possibly lack or of life. life. Yeah, or his, or his life. Pretty yeah. much gone. Yeah, he had yeah. two or three children, and they didn't talk to him anymore. He had two he divorces. divorces. Yeah, he lived by himself. No, that'll do it too. He had a, yeah. brother, he had a brother that was smaller than him, mm-hmm. but still a large was guy, three hundred pounds, unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you. So Phil agreed to start it off for ten days, and then um, it went so well at that point that he extended it to fifteen, and then thirty, and then eventually he did it for sixty days as, as well. And he ended up losing over 200 pounds. Really? In the end. Yeah. yeah. And he lost a lot and dramatically in the yeah. beginning, too. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like 20 pounds in mm-hmm. 10 days or something ridiculous. Well, when, yeah, like, when you're that big. Yeah. yeah. He inspired the people in his town so much that there uh, was a store that um, they gave juicers to, and they would lend them out to people who agreed to do this cleanse mm-hmm. for at least six days. And it was such a big sensation there that a lot of people started doing it. And then, you know, started incorporating more fruits and vegetables into their diets mm-hmm. and because they were just so inspired by this. Now, now watching this, because we'll get to my, my vegetarian uh, week and a half in a little bit, but watching them obviously living off of juice, they're obviously not eating meat protein, there's no dairy, mm-hmm. a lot of common, let, let's say daily uh, food staples of, of the average, let's say American's diet, because that's all I can really go off of. Yeah, I mean, did these guys seem lethargic or pissed or anything like that because well, they started, were, were yeah, eating yeah. food and the he first couple of days when you're detoxing yeah, yeah of course yes but, but then I mean, once beyond they got that to I mean, it, two months we're talking about yeah like phil was saying in the video he would only sleep four or five hours a night because he just he couldn't he had sleep. sleep apnea mm-hmm. also. he had sleep apnea yeah. well that's a and, side effect of the weight too probably. you know and then yeah. both of these guys um 
they completely got rid of the the skin disease that they had through this this diet. Joe lost they all stopped sales. all medication Joe, that they yeah, needed to take for it. Gone. Gone. They yeah. slowly weeded them off of this medication one bit at a time and just didn't want to use it anymore. They, yeah, their cool. Goals just didn't get have rid to of it. use it. No, they didn't have to. Yeah. So like they cured this disease like it's gone from both of them. Just, yeah, just that's through awesome. doing this. Well, you, like know? you see that I've seen it on on Biggest Loser and all that. You see people who have live type two diabetes, which is mm-hmm. a, a side effect thing. of lifestyle. Yeah. So it's it's controllable in that respect, but you see people who are like, oh, I got off my blood pressure medication, my cholesterol, my diabetes mm-hmm. medication, all this other stuff, and it's like, yeah. all that stuff is like within your control. Like, when it you is get inspiring. Stuff like that, yeah. Oh, totally. Like, I watched the last season of The Biggest Loser too, uh, mm-hmm. in its entirety, and seeing the transformation in a lot of these people, it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like to be able to cure diabetes just through changing yourself like that. Yeah. That's well, not you something that has to be in you forever, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's something that you can. That you get as a result of lifestyle mm-hmm. and is something that ultimately you can cure as a result of lifestyle. It's just yeah. a matter of kind of making that shift mm-hmm. when it, you decide it, to. Here's a common um, – they debunked a common myth. I know I know I've used this line. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard it mm-hmm. that uh, when you see a skinny person and like a fat person is walking by, they're like, oh, he has a higher metabolism than me. Mm-hmm. Like the fat person's excuse is, oh, he has a fat That's fire. only one yeah, that's factor. factor. Myth. Of course it's a myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, because it's fat actually, people say it's, it's actually feel reverse. Better. Mm-hmm. The f- heavier person has a higher base metabolism than the skinnier person because they're lugging around all the extra weight. Yeah, exactly. Because your body needs to produce that extra energy to keep you afloat, essentially. Mm-hmm. That the smaller person doesn't have a higher meta- metabolism because they don't have that much to move, to carry. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's that's one myth that was completely debunked. But metabolism right. is... is- Different in in body size, and it has to do with genetics as well. Oh, of you know? course, well, like there is, it is a factor. What, well, what is metabolism? Metabolism is the process where your body well, no, processes. The, one word, like what at 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 the base, like was metabolism generated? Energy, by? hormones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hormones. hormones. Yeah. So I mean, we, your metabolism metabolism sucks when your hormones are out of balance. Yeah. No shit. So yeah, exactly. That's why. Women complain about the week their hormones are less than stellar, and we're three and, weeks. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and we do too. No, but no, we move yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> we live in their yard. Um, we're on the couch. No, but it's, it's it's the same thing. Where it's it's a hormonal thing. Where if your hormones are out of whack, you're depression just eating out of whack overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're raising your hand because I am. Okay, I admit it. Uh, that's one of the another reason why I'm heavier than. I should be. Well, like, let me let me ask you this because now I'm curious because you obviously watched the doc and it, it did. I mean, it it obviously said something to you, even that you made it to the top. Do you look at it now as as being? I mean, you've said on Mike and overall, just like I'm a very big carnivore, and you do you eat? Yes. You tend to the majority of your diet tends to be meat protein. Um, do you look at it as like okay, watching this like some some facts speak to you, and as much as like okay, clearly this is something that can. Well, I know. Well, the king corn thing, as much as it really wasn't that that um, nutritionally minded, it definitely said, "Oh, look, there's corn everywhere." It's like I'm eating corn, even though I'm not eating corn. I'm eating right. chicken right now. You yeah, know? just I'm to still be, eating just corn. for the sake of being conscious of you it. Know? Yeah. And, and I've always said that I'd like to go to Whole Foods or Wegmans and get grass fed and shit like that because right. sometimes that meat looks better and tastes better. Yes. Well, yeah, because cows eat grass, but they're all fed corn. Yeah. <laughs> We don't even digest corn properly because well, anybody who's looked in the toilet knows that's corn. That's the funniest fucking awesome. thing in the world, too. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I mean. I'll never like, cease to be entertained by that. Equal <laughs> and Ryan. But yeah. A but winning if, combination. But if cows can't process it, we can't process it properly, then like we're feeding Well, that's actually one of the things that was, in, that was in King Corn, too, is that um, livestock that's fed 
through corn is just barred up next to each other and like literally like their heads in the thing and they just eat the corn. They they don't walk around. They don't get exercise. So it's literally yeah, they're pent fat. up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always you know I mean, I joke with you guys like I had the V eight fusion for a while and I would shit my brains out because it would just like flush me out and it'd be all right a, a diarrhea. Well, I wonder to myself. I'm like. Maybe it's because I was giving myself so much, a fucking, in, you're, in a way, reboot. Yeah, because was, my body was absorbing something better for me than fucking two liters yeah, of soda. Like that's yeah. what I said. I've, I've said that for a while. I'm like, I believe if you'd started incorporating that stuff in, like even more fruits and veggies, like it, you probably wouldn't have that problem where when your body gets nutrients, it's like, all right, let's flush the shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like all the, all the crap, well, like all I, the well, meat I, and honestly, the pork. That, and, that, pro- that process is, problem is gone, especially because now I have a job. And I'm not sitting on my sitting on my. Oh ass. well, yeah, obviously, yeah. And, I mean, that's you know I'm, chemical as well exactly. as far as your movement. Well, that and the fact that like I'm not eating shit food all the time. Like every fucking like oh, getting up from the computer, getting snacks, getting soda, mm. sitting yeah, down on the computer. Lingering, yeah, when you're lingering in the house, it's yeah, different. It, now I'm because you get out. bored. Well, yeah. And unfortunately, you reach for food when you get bored. It's yep. yeah. one of those other psychological yeah. stupidities. I mean, even with supplementing with something like juice, not even like a juicer, but even something more. That's why I thought about to... like me personally getting the V8 again, mm-hmm. even though it's not this. It's not perfect, I know but it's it. Better. I know yeah. it did something to me. I guess in to, a positive to flush out, to flush yeah, out whatever. That's good. It does have a lot of vitamins in it and antioxidants, and it's, yeah. it's better I mean, than it, soda it, or it, iced it, tea it, or. You, you can know. even go. It's not like you're going to go through a bottle a day or something. You can yeah. go to like a, a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's and get like a more natural version of a V8 or some yeah. kind of uh, vegetable drink. Drink. That you can use. I mean, even if you're having like two glasses of that a day, like you, you can still make a bottle last a week and then not have to sweat it. But I'm saying in addition to anything else, because if you, as you've said, being such a carnivore and all that, I mean, you're just eating death. <laughs> and that's, your, <laughs> that's your primary source of nourishment, which so, you can't survive on death. Oh, I can. <laughs> no, you can't. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. It's not like I'm in the fucking but, hospital all the time, no, dude. You're not, no, but you're 28. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, overall, if yeah. you look at it, like, obviously, it's a point where your body, like, needs something. And if your body is so quick to flush out, like, what you have in your system when you're drinking V8, it's like, oh, okay, maybe I, I no, do. It's, not like, it's yeah. not like I only eat fucking meat. I know oh, I, I eat know that. shit on top of that. Oh, I know. know. I'm not saying specifically meat. I just mean overall, where, like, you don't have very nutrient-dense daily routine. No. You know, yeah. So it's it's more, it's more meat plus all the other shit that I'm eating that's getting flushed out. It's not like I'm just sitting there eating fucking raw steaks every goddamn day. Oh, I, I day. know that. Yeah. I'm just saying that because you label yourself as being a carnivore just because you almost exclusively... I admit that I like having a good piece of fucking meat sometimes. Well, that's fine. I do, too, but I'm not, I don't consider myself I just an yeah. omnivore. I eat everything. Yeah. Like That's kind of more my thing. I mean, my just since we're on the subject of fruits and veggies, like what I did uh, back in November was I did. Uh, if anybody listening has ever uh, gone to or is aware of uh, any of the Tony Robbins seminars, uh, the last day we were given the ten day challenge, which is don't eat anything with a face and uh, don't <laughs> no dairy. I can put a face on broccoli, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Vegetales, right. motherfucker. Vegetales. <laughs> Eat that, Tony. <laughs> Jack, those aren't real. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's got a face. Uh, he likes the Christian. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> what? VeggieTales is a Christian show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, forgive me. Okay. Well, that's why. I just meant that was Andrew's excuse. Oh, okay. <laughs> this has a All right. Face. Nothing that had a mother. Uh, let's go with that. Don't say Mother Earth either. Yeah, I know yeah, when you're yeah. going to pull that out of your back pocket. You like pocket. that? Um, but no, basically it was uh, no meat, no dairy, no coffee, like all, all the vice, no cigarettes. Um, and also there's an online community for this for, I mean, I guess you'd call it support. 
And uh, there are a bunch of people, obviously, I've kept in touch with since then. And a bunch of people did the 10-day challenge. So I was like, all right. Very weird sitting there because we. this is after we came back from the lunch break. And I had a chicken salad sandwich for lunch. Not that that was a major thing. It's not like I came back with like a double bacon cheeseburger or something. And I was like, what? No meat. <laughs> Mouthful of, you know, fat and grease. Uh, three but, faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't that bad, but I just thought, how am I going to do this? And it was my last night in Los Angeles. I was flying home the next day. And I thought, I'm going to dinner with my sister tonight. What the hell are we going to eat? Like, what am I going to eat? Yeah. And uh, I ended up just getting a salad that thankfully had no cheese in it and no meat and that kind of kicked it off and i gotta be honest i I stuck through the whole 10 days and then the first two days i was like what the hell am i gonna do but then i just got smart about it where i was just like all right listen you're taking a trip to whole foods you're gonna buy a bunch of stuff like you know what you can make like i made, i ate a lot of burritos you know bean burritos which was fine Mm -hmm. i got dairy free cheese which i gotta say was fucking awful this one (laughs) oh it was it was some of the worst tasting stuff that I've oh. ever had. It was absolutely... Oh, and throwing it away. It didn't even melt. It was the most bizarre product yeah. I've ever seen. It was horrible. I don't remember the brand, and I wouldn't <laughs> single them out anyway, but I know there are a lot of alternatives. There's almond milk cheese and, and rice mm. milk cheese and all that stuff. Like There are alternatives, which are... I mean, I wouldn't even say this had similar consistency, but I tried this one particular one. didn't really pan out for me, but in the first two days... I mean, yeah, I was running to the bathroom a lot. I'm not going to lie. But that's just the natural reaction anyway of your body purging what needs to go. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Literally. Yeah. It just your body needs to, to get rid of uh, the bad stuff. So it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. And frankly, after the first two, three days, I was like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't... It's, a, it's that hump. It's, you know, you get once course. your body gets used to what you're doing, it's going to adjust. You yeah, know? exactly. And even thinking about, like, not eating meat protein or dairy or anything like that, it's like I, there was never a point where I felt like deprived or or like I was going to faint or anything like that. Like, I'm drinking water, meat and veggies, meat and beans. Mm. It wasn't bad, and I was creative about it. Where, like, I'd wake up every morning, I'd make, like, a, some arrangement of spinach salad or what have you. Yeah. Or still have fruit and all that good stuff. So there were plenty of ways to work around it. It was just the part of me that says, all right, let's get creative. What can you make out of what you have? All right, what do you eat that you can subtract meat out of? Something like burritos yeah. or, like, tacos. Like, you can make those totally meat-free, but there was never a point where I was just like, oh, my God, I'm starving. Like, mm-hmm. especially on the flight home, I was like, I really, really, really want to eat something on this flight. <laughs> and I was able to get something that had, like, whole wheat crackers and um, hummus. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little, uh, I guess, platter you can get for, like, five bucks. And I got that. Yeah. And that was good. And that, that didn't violate any of the, the guidelines. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can mm-hmm. do... And same thing like you guys say with the juice diet. Like, it's not as if you're that week that oh man i don't have the resolve to do that like most people just don't want to bother yeah but i mean it's a, a lot case of it looks really good do it. i mean just watching the documentary you know there was there was a scene where he just made fresh apple juice where he cut up apples put them in the juicer and just and made just drank straight up, which is awesome and yeah and that's really in good that respect i actually have better applesauce than what you can buy in the store because my mother-in-law mother makes, makes it. it. Yeah, exactly. Literally cans it and everything. So. I mean, then there was another scene where he put like a lot of shit together. It was like apples and green peppers kale and celery and, and kale, kale like yeah. all together. And I was like, spinach. Ah, yeah. I don't know about all of that. And the fact you know? that he throws in the apples. like he made one of those and like someone on the street was like, yeah, this tastes like grass. Like, well, you yeah. Know, if you put, when you put like, all that shit together, it's like, all right. <laughs> if you put like kale and, where do and we draw spinach the line? or something like that in there. I mean, if you... You're able to kind of overpower it if you use something like apples or, or mm. something sweeter to kind yeah. of neutralize it a bit. But, I mean, for how, like, I'm, I'm probably the only one here who's heard of it, but there's something called the um, ANDI score, the Aggregate Nutrient Density Index, yeah, no which measures it. the nutrient density of various 
fruits and veggies. I mean, it, it even does things like fish and meat and, and legumes and, and nuts and things mm-hmm. like that. But the most nutrient-dense items you can get are spinach, kale, and collard greens. They're a 1,000 out of a 1,000. Uh-huh. So if you include those, and I have, in, have known people who have thrown those in, like if they make like a, a fruit smoothie or mm-hmm. or what have you. They said you throw a few sprigs of kale in, you're not going to taste it over everything else. Or yeah. People would make like protein shakes and all, just so you're getting like a nutrient boost. Yeah. And it is a fascinating list. Like the most nutrient-dense fruit was strawberries. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to eat strawberries more. And then a little bit below were blackberries, which frankly, I'm not a big fan of the taste of blackberries. But mm-hmm. you know what? I eat blackberries because I'm going to like the taste of cancer less so i'm like fuck it i'll eat some blackberries i don't think i've ever had a blackberry yeah i mean uh, personally i'm not i'd rather have it in like a spread like a fruit spread or something like that but like straight blackberries not a fan but obviously it's the purest form of of getting the nutritional benefits Mm -hmm. Uh, there are many other fruits i'd rather eat above but as far as like nutrient density i'll eat them for that reason yeah it's the same reason like i go to the gym do i love the process of going to the gym no, I'm not one of these people who loves to feel the burn and you know, yeah. all that stuff. It's like I and do it because oddly enough, like I got to say, it does start to feel good after a while. You know, like I since oh, I started a couple of months ago, like it's once you hump. really start to get into it, like once said, you get over it, it's it's the hump. You know. you would, your body adjusts phenomenally yeah. to everything, whether it's diet or whether it's exercise. Like your your body has incredible adaptability when it comes to these things. Yeah. In the same way, everybody has bad habits like eating fast food mm-hmm. and crap and drinking soda or smoking yeah. cigarettes or whatever like the body gets used to that to a certain degree like first time anyone smokes cigarettes they cough well okay your body adjusts to that yeah. and they don't cough anymore when you take a drag off a cigarette so or yeah. when you drink alcohol you or when you just drink alcohol you throw up initially yeah. most people or, yeah, do it doesn't feel right yeah yeah and then eventually people develop a tolerance for even it. if like it's bad for you your body still gets yeah used your to body it. adjusts you know heroin whatever yeah (laughs) anything like your body adjusts so you can use that to adjust to healthy habits too like eating less meat or eating more veggies or exercising or whatever it is i mean all that stuff's really easy because uh, people have those mental blocks that they put up where it's just like oh i could never do that or i can never eat i mean even my parents when i was saying like oh i'm doing this or i'm not gonna eat any meat or any dairy or uh, added sugar or things like that for the next 10 days and they're just like oh like how are you going to do that i'm like i'm going to figure out a way yeah like that's it it's once at least for me once i resolve like all right that's it i'm going to do this it wasn't that hard mm-hmm. okay so uh the last doc that we didn't talk about yet that uh i watched solo was uh food inc which one of the things i found interesting about this was it was a documentary which was done where the information was communicated through interviews and not through like a narrator talking over the the whole the whole thing, like forks over knives that the director did narrate and um, I mean I don't know about the other two obviously but where well, yeah, overall the information is conveyed yeah through interviews which I thought was um, very cool and uh, just to kind of point out a couple of of facts somewhat chronologically because I took notes on both movies so overall they they start off with McDonald's obviously because everybody knows what. Yeah. McDonald's is and and what they do, <laughs> um, but overall, uh, the, one of the things that they brought, they spoke to the author of I don't remember his name, but uh, and I didn't write it down. The author of a book called Fast Food Nation, uh, which I'd heard about, which has been out for a couple of years, and he talks about the McDonald's uh, evolution, let's say, which it was it was a factory system where they trained each trained each employee to perform one task, which meant of course they can pay people cheaply and they're easily replaced. Okay, we need a new pickle person to put, you know, put the pickles <laughs> on the burgers. Well, that's going to be easy. Um, and they're the largest purchaser of beef and potatoes 
in the country because obviously all the burgers need to taste the same. All the fries need to taste the same. Mm-hmm. So they need that consistency. Um, chicken farmers, it was interesting. They had uh, obviously a few of the larger companies. Tyson's the biggest buyer of meat, period. Overall. Of, of, of packaged meat. Yeah, just overall. Um, and they, they visit this one farmer who has a contract with Tyson. And every single one of the farms where the chickens are they're in these closed in pens basically with tunnel ventilation not even fresh air where like there aren't any windows or any screens yeah jack's got a look in his face like are you kidding me <laughs> like really you look at it you're like these chickens are in the dark and like they're not even getting any fresh air and this is what obviously tyson's going to turn around and sell um there was a hidden camera set up on the farm. You see these guys come in the middle of the night after dark, apparently because the chickens are already settled and not on their feet, so they're easier to just grab and they won't put up as much of a fuss. And the majority of guys who come are undocumented workers who come pick these up. So if you're buying Tyson, apparently it means, uh, judging by what I saw in the film, that you're also support, uh, not supporting a, the jobs of Americans because <laughs> they're not using documented workers to come pick up these chickens. And obviously the, with these people having no uh, vested interest in... They the chickens or nutrition. Yeah, it's not like they're going to take the best care of, of the chickens, let's be honest. Um, there was one Purdue farmer who came forward, which I thought was really interesting because she said this is wrong and this needs to change and all that. And uh, they showed the inside of her chicken farm. Now, she still has it set up with um, a, I guess you call it the chicken coop, which set up in, a, in like a long building. Looks like a long, empty stable. Uh, she has windows with, it looks like windows with screens on them. So the chickens are getting fresh air. But there's just these overcrowded chickens. There's chicken crap everywhere, which are all walking around and sitting in. And these chickens have blossomed to, like, five and a half pounds to the point where, like, they're so fat, like, they can't even hold their their weight up. So half of them are are just lying in, obviously, chicken crap, which is disgusting. And, uh, oh, yeah. And and I should say, actually, the Mm, first... Chicken um, shit. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to eat when you think (laughs) of chicken. It's like, oh, that's exactly, you know, mm, good. Uh, you open that can of chicken noodle. And, and she allowed the, the filmmakers to come in. The first guy, who was the Tyson farmer, originally invited them in to see the chicken coops themselves, but apparently after a few visits from Tyson, he uh, changed his mind and said that they couldn't come in and take a look. Uh, this woman just wanted to speak up. She had a contract with Purdue, and uh, yeah, she said that the antibiotics are in the feed, and obviously that helps to plump up the chickens and all this. She's now allergic to all antibiotics because she's been breathing them in and all that th- through the feed. So if she gets sick, she can't take any antibiotics. Um, and same thing, chickens picked up in the middle of the night. Oh, I'm sorry. This is where they had the ca- hidden camera set up with the people popping up uh, to the undocumented workers coming to take the chicken. And uh, she just wanted to show it because she said this is wrong and it's it's ridiculous. Funnily enough, following this filming, Purdue terminated her contract because she refused to, quote, upgrade her pen to close them in with no sunlight and with tunnel ventilation. So she lost her contract with Purdue, uh, incidentally. But, I mean, that to me was just, just crazy. And the typical farmer only earns $18,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Chicken farmer. That's nothing for mm-hmm. all the work they deal with and obviously all the Same thing was mess, true with the, the, corn, the corn farmers. Yeah, I believe it. I'm sure these people are not getting rich. ahead at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The companies that are buying this stuff up are getting rich. Of course, Purdue declined to be interviewed for the documentary. What a surprise. And like we said already, corn made and feed ingredient for cows, which is... And everything else. Yeah, obviously, which is crap, like you already said. Like, it's it's such an ingredient. It's not a good product, just like any other large corporation making anything. It's not, you know, the cheapest thing possible that they can spread out, that they can quickly make, 
and quickly get out into the front and people aren't going to bitch about because they don't know what good quality is. Yeah. If you've adjusted to it and you don't know any different, then of course you're just, if you're used to eating crappy meat, well, you're not going to know it. I mean, you know good meat when you, yeah, when you have, when you go to a restaurant, you get like a quality steak, cut of steak or something like that, of course. But there is a a massive, I could say that having eaten grass fed beef. Yeah. It's a massive difference. When you go to a place and get specifically grass-fed beef, where it just looks healthier, it's not as fatty. It's it's just a brighter red. It's like if you cut any of us open right now and looked at, <laughs> looked at it. Obviously, the <laughs> Andrew's making a face like, like yikes, I just, like I stuck a lemon wedge in his mouth. <laughs> it's like who's which one of us is going to be? All right, we get marooned on an island. All right, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew's sticking a finger gun in his mouth. Um, my body and Andrew's body wash ashore. Uh, dead and and Jack and Ryan, you guys need to eat us. So we're gonna cut open first, Andrew. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> it'll last longer. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's got more meat on them. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you're more muscle. You're more muscle. You're tougher to eat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but still, more. I'm more nutrient dense than you. Um, you're certainly more dense that's for sure (laughs) hey that's that's debatable you're probably right actually either way you're you're both stuck as much as andrew doesn't like it uh bodies are organic so yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're you're stuck with that um another thing they brought up in in food inc which i thought was interesting was um the amount of, of recalls that happen which is true it happens all the time with beef and with spinach and things like that whether it's salmonella or e coli or any number of things like you always see some massive like egg you know, recall two, yeah Week 2 billion pounds yeah, yeah. <laughs> or easter <laughs> so some some massive That's just thing. cruel <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's crazy though to think about like all this beef is going out there like 2 million pounds of beef has gone out and it's all got e coli in it well how much of it was consumed before this was found yeah. out and it's and how do you find the rest of it yeah totally <laughs> like how, how are you going to trace it all apocalypse. back <laughs> yeah e coli <laughs> that's how we're going to get it yeah <laughs> Well, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. do it. Like, just so you can hang around and not become a zombie, so you can watch the whole and, thing and kill front. zombies. Oh, that's what it's going to take. Wait. Man. Holy grass off the front lawn! I don't yeah. care. It's yeah. all about the spinach salads from here on out. Um, now, here's some interesting facts that they threw out too in the doc. Um, 1972, uh, the FDA did approximately 50,000 food safety inspections. Now, this film was 2008, so they had the number from 2006. They did 9,164. Food safety inspections. So a little over 30 years later, and they're doing less than 20% of the food inspections they used to do, which obviously, yeah, frightens you a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, There was one company, actually, one of these, or one plant that was featured in there because of the E. coli and all that. Do you know what they used to uh, wash the meat and, or I'm sorry, cleanse the meat uh, to kill the E. coli? Power washer. Ammonia. Miracle grow. Ammonia. Ammonia. So they're washing the meat in ammonia. And this particular plant produces 70% of the meat in hamburgers in the country. Awesome. Yeah. I wonder if I have more hamburgers now. Yeah, exactly. I make myself fucking just puke up mustard gas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to think about all that, just where all this stuff goes. And uh, even the, the sensitivity when you go and even say anything about this. Like, obviously, it remembers when Oprah got sued. A couple of years ago, when she had a show regarding uh, beef and mad cow, apparently they didn't like her comments, and she was sued by some Texas cattlemen. It's something else they talk about in the doc, but I remember this. This is the late '90s. She got sued, and uh, overall, the case. It's I didn't know how long it took. It took six years and a million dollars in legal fees, and she ended up winning because they tried to claim lost profits and defamation and all that. 
based on the information she gave in, but it's true. in her show. You, well, you would think so. I mean, there's laws in certain states where if you, I believe one of the ones that singled out was Colorado, where if you uh, insult the beef industry in Colorado, you go to jail. What? what? Yeah, exactly. It's mafia. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. That's, but that's, that's what I mean. Shit. That's this like, is, that's but like, this is legislation, though, that's set up to protect these companies. It's it's absolutely crazy. Again, it, it goes back insane. to the government. Look at that. Yeah, well, obviously. I mean, they even they show a couple of connections, too, as far as how some of these people, whether it's involved in Monsanto or uh, different, like the big uh, meat packaging companies, their connections to the Bush administration, the Clinton administration, all that. Like, oh, what yeah. jobs they had. That's what I mean. And when you look at everything, it's just it's a fascinating look at everything not not top to bottom but just overall how just big business handles the food we eat yep you know so i honestly do recommend that everybody watch and watch us all of them just to recap yeah. the docs we, we were talking about were king corn forks over knives fat sick, fat, sick and nearly dead and food inc food incorporated uh like i said as of uh the, when the show is going up in early january they're all on netflix amazon prime members can also stream them for free so uh, we're obviously not getting an endorsement or anything from any of these docs, but we just no, thought it was, no. it was fascinating enough to talk about. And just because given our own experience with, with food and everything else, like I said at the beginning, it's just it's crazy to look at this. And we tend to be guys who, who question everything anyway, Yeah, we do. whether it's <laughs> yeah. pop culture or religion or everything else. And this whole show is, Nothing is, is safe. a discussion. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is. So it only makes sense that we take a look at kind of what's on our plate, not to sound silly about it, but yeah, to look at <laughs> what's going on. Like, why not question like where it comes from? Actually, one of the interviews they did too in Food Inc. was um, the president, I believe it was the president, of uh, Stonyfield, which is uh, an organic dairy company, which... Mm. He said people give him crap about like, you know, oh, I can't believe you're doing business with Walmart. Walmart's carrying your stuff. Hey, if it's going to get into a big store like Walmart and they're going to sell like organic dairy, yogurt or milk or what have you, like that's awesome. I mean, I don't expect everyone to be necessarily Again, conscious like me. it goes back to the whole hating the fans of the process because, you know, people who are organic f- freaks are like, no, I want this to stay in my back pocket and no one else can have it. Yeah, I want this to be mine. Well, too yeah. bad. That fucking yogurt sold out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately, though, I'm sure there are people looking at it that way. I mean, personally, I will. I'll buy obviously some organic um, spinach over at uh, Whole Foods, but I'll buy it from like Target as well because you know what? Like everybody says, you vote with your dollars, and if I'm buying organic products at at Target, it means guess what? Target's going to carry more, and because there's like two thousand stores. That means, all right, good. <laughs> that means if people are buying it, then they're going to carry it. So yeah. th- that's all part of the process. That's why Honest Tea has popped up everywhere. It's in every convenience store. You know, they have the plastic bottled tea that you can get everywhere. I wish Steve's would pop up in more locations because Me we too. love you. And we, yes. yes. <laughs> we wish you'd be everywhere. But that's why you see every grocery store has like an organic or, or natural food section, no matter where it is. I mean, we even did it actually at the end of my uh, little... I guess technically it's vegan because it was also meat and dairy free and all that. Uh, Ten days. How, how did I celebrate and all that? That was the day we hung out here and watched like nine movies throughout oh, yeah, the day yeah. and ate nothing but junk. We, well, no, we didn't eat junk. Like, no, we had free we smart junk. about it. Yeah. No, not entirely. No, not just about. No. Jack and I went to Whole Foods and spent one hundred and sixty dollars. You did spend a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> but we bought steez yeah we bought yeah well, we bought yeah it was steez but it was fresh lunch gummies meat, and yeah, ice cream fr- sandwiches organic and- lunch meat. Uh, <laughs> regular natural bread and like snacks so we bought chips and hummus and guacamole and stuff like that like multi-grain chips i mean it was good and i even yeah. said to myself after oh, this was i was good. like yeah, okay i don't want to like toxify now and just eat like loads of 
like frozen buffalo wings and all that. <laughs> After I'd spent 10 days not eating that crap, frankly, it, in, from a, a personal perspective, I was like, all right, I really don't want to eat like loads of crap now after doing all this because I know I've I've done right by my body by eating this stuff. But I mean, it, we ate like crap, but we were still smart about it. We didn't eat as badly as we could have if we got <laughs> a bunch of true. Yeah. You know, frozen appetizers and all that. It, it wasn't been... all TGI Friday, heat them up in the package stuff. It was... Mm. Yeah, exactly. It was fresh stuff. Yeah, and we got little things of potato Some of the salad. Best lunch meat like I've that. ever had too. Right, yeah. and that's an, uh, Applegate Farms. That's a New Jersey company too. Yeah, I was very impressed. They're based delicious. in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there, man. It's all, it's all about being conscious of just what you're eating. That's it. There's no yeah. reason to not question it, especially if you got kids. Jesus, mm. you don't want to raise them on the drive-through. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially when you look at. Recently, I think it was maybe November or October, there was some legalness going on with regard to having pizza count as a vegetable in school lunches oh, yes. because of the tomato, tomato sauce. sauce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I believe it didn't pass, but I mean, come on. I love pizza, but yeah. it is yeah. not a vegetable. No, yeah, the, the, the tomato in sauce any way, shape, or form. pizza is not it's a vegetable. Not. No. It's bought from Domino's. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it comes not real in a, pizza. It comes in a can. Yeah, true. Mm. And it's uh, disgusting. Like that's what I mean. But that's what you're looking. At. Actually, that was a point they had in forks over knives as well. With based on the new, like the evolution of the fear, food pyramid. It was a four food groups. Now it's yeah, steps. and then the yeah food pyramid. And now, like with this new one, like it inc- it can include Cheez Its and like a sugary cereal in the morning and all sorts of stuff. Remember they showed uh, the yeah, kid, like the, 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 the thirteen year old girl and she's yeah. like, she can eat all this shit all day. Yeah, it was and, crazy. And hit all yeah, of her like major a, food groups. Yeah, <laughs> ac- according to the evolution, I think it was. In the 21st century, that was made. I mean, I remember when the food pyramid was introduced because I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were probably raised on it <laughs> because you saw that. Yeah. That was what health consisted of. Like, you didn't really learn about things like healthy eating or proper diet or anything like that in school. It's it's kind of a shame that you're not giving yeah. kids a baseline for anything like that. They kind of are left to learn on their own. And what they do learn is meals that begin with MC at the beginning of everything. I can tell you how many kids I went to school with when the cafeteria were serving nuggets. They were McNuggets. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They so weren't kind McNuggets. Of, yeah, yeah. They weren't chicken nuggets. Attached that, you know? Yeah. yeah, they called them McNuggets because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what kids are used to. And that was 20-plus years ago. Yeah. Hey, man, question what's on your plate and where your food's coming from, and be smart about it. It's your health, for crying out loud. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Just take a closer look at it and, and be smart about uh, what you're putting your bodies, folks. And that'll be it until next week when, well, this was episode 68. You can use your imagination for what's coming at you next week. Pardon the expression. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> until then, this is Chris. This is Jack. This is Ryan. And this is Andrew. And do you want fries with that? Yeah.